mad thing, mad thing. I'm in a field like Anglo-Saxon. Yes. Joke, man, don't ask my ranking. Nope. Still cool with the kiddies, no ramping. Killy. Cool kid, guys say I look handsome. <laughs> handsome, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> man, I lying on us about tantrums. Yo. Make a boy lay down, no planking. Mm. Make a boy lay down on my celly. Leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli. Jen out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli. He was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady, sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique, but with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T, stuck in a box, got a job complete. Four men are on that. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. Welcome back to another episode of N55. It's your boy Johan in the building. And yeah, man, Arsenal keep. Motoring on, we're. I'm not going to say that things are perfect, but we're back. We're back moving in the right direction again, and we've got a lot on the agenda to discuss in this pod. People, we've got the game against West Brom to review. We've got some transfer news to talk about, and then I'm going to preview our FA Cup third round tie against Newcastle, which is on Saturday. So before we begin. Follow me on socials at Johan Yo on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Copod if you haven't already, which came out, well, at the time I'm recording this, yesterday, which was Tuesday, I think. But yeah, man, check it out, check it out. Check out Communicado Official as always. Read my articles. I should have some underrated talent some later next week. And, yeah, I'm just trying to step up the content once I get a few things sorted out. So, yeah. Without further ado, let's get into the main section of this pod. So yeah, people, we're going to get straight into the action, really and truly. Um, West Brom nil, Arsenal 4, good, commanding, dominant performance away from home. Everything I wanted to see from Arsenal going into this game, I saw it. I saw a team that was um, being brave on the ball, wanted to take the game to the opposition, asserting their authority being solid defensively, being um, being switched on when we needed to be in that sense. Didn't really have too much to do apart from uh, the shot from Matt Phillips in the 20th minute. And yeah, we took our chances when they came. We created loads of, loads of opportunities. I think we had like, 21 shots in total, 12 on target, which is the most that we've had in any game since uh, Arsene Wenger left, which is great to see. Everyone was at it. Apart from maybe a Bamiyang, you could say. But, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to get to the game a bit more in depth now. But, yeah, just uh, just my initial impressions. I thought we were very good. Of course, you have to discount the level of opposition somewhat because West Brom are a very poor side. Let's be honest, they're a championship side. But you have to beat what's in front of you. Before this game, I was wary of the threats they could pose because of the results they've been picking up in recent weeks. Well, all season, really, against the big sides, the draws against Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, and uh, the tough time they gave um, Manchester United and Tottenham. So, yeah, to see us deal with uh, our business like that in that sort of manner was very good to see, especially given the conditions, the snowy conditions that we had to face. But yeah, people, I'm just going to get into my overall thoughts. I thought um, the way the game started, I thought West Brom were much more aggressive. They pressed us a lot higher than I initially thought they would. and uh, But that also meant that they gave us more space. And I think we used that to advantage. I think, um, I think we moved the ball quickly, which was very good, which was very important. 
And uh, overall, we dealt with their pressing well. I don't think uh, West Brom's press was particularly coordinated. You could see Mateus Pereira going all over the place. Um, Callum Robinson wasn't really able to to pin Bellerin back at all. The same with um, same with no with Dean Garner wasn't really able to pin back Bellerin, and the same with Callum Robinson out on the right with uh, Kieran Tinney. So yeah, I thought. First twenty minutes, the ideas that we had on the ball were nice, but the execute the execution was lacking. You could see Sabias was trying to play those first time balls over the top. Aubameyang had the chance from from seconds cross, and yeah, but um, up until up until the goal, I thought we had we more or less had control of the ball, control of the play. We definitely looked the more likely to score, and we eventually got the goal we deserved. Twenty minutes in, well, twenty three minutes in, when Kieran Tierney. Long ball up by Holden. Um, Tierney beats Furlong for pace, checks back onto his right foot, comes into the box and curls a, a shot into the far corner. One nil up, we deserved our lead. And uh, what what I was very happy about following the goal was that we, we stepped up a level. We continued to be even more aggressive. We hunted for the second goal and we got it very quickly. We maintained our intensity, like I said, and in the and in the end, the goal that we did score, which was uh, converted by Bakayo Saka, it was reminiscent of Wenger Ball. It's great interplay between Aubameyang, Bellerin, Smithrow, Lacazette, and Saka. It's a lovely team goal. Movement, lots of movement on and off the ball by Smithrow and Saka. Great passing move, and yeah, two 0 half an hour gone. We deserve our two 0 lead and. We get to half time. I'm thinking so far so good. Can we kill the game off? Because at 2 0, especially with the conditions, you can't. I, well, I expected West Brom to come at us more. And it did sort of happen to a degree. But yeah, at half time, I was thinking 2 0 is very good. But we know the dangers of a 2 0 lead. We need to go and get the third very quickly. And from fair play to us, I think we managed the game well. And eventually, we did get the goal. We did get the third goal on the hour mark when. Uh, Saka, down the right, great work by him to beat, uh, I think it was uh, Ivanovic. Um, his cross was almost converted into the back of his own net by Semi Ajayi. Kim comes back out to Smith-Rowe, his shot's blocked, but it eventually falls to Lacazette, who puts it in 3-0, game over, half an hour to go. Yeah, man, we've done our job, we've done our job. And we went for more, we smelt blood, West Brom at this point, heads have dropped, Arsenal, they sensed the opportunity to pick them off on the counter, and we go another goal, five minutes later, good counter-attack, started off by um, by Xhaka, setting off a Bamian, he, he passes it to Tierney, and Tierney finds Lacazette in acres of space, he has an easy task of uh, just scoring a tap-in, 4-0, comprehensive win, we tried to get more goals. We brought on William. He had a few chances. Willock had a header over the bar. Bamian was unlucky to score. Yeah, man. Yeah, I thought it was a very good performance from us. Of course, like I said, discount the level of opposition because it is West Brom. They're not the greatest side in the world. It really intruded their championship side. But on the whole, I thought that we dealt with their wide threats well. Um, Dean Garner and uh, Robinson. Uh, I think West Brom made it a little too easy for us to build up the back. They weren't really pressing um, Holding and Murray. But to be fair, you're still 
you can't uh, you can't be reactive to the opposition like that. So overall, I think we did our job well. I think the fullback supported the attack to a good degree. We managed the game well. And overall, it's a very dominant performance. So I'm going to get on to the player ratings. Well, my player ratings. I give um, in goal, Burn Leno. I give him a six because not really much to do. He made the good save to deny Matt Phillips at nil nil, and. His handing was a little dodgy, but to be fair, you can put that down to the conditions. Hector Bellerin, I'm giving him a six. I had to mark him down because of his challenge on Conor Gallagher, which got himself a yellow. I think he was quite solid generally, apart from a few iffy crosses. He created a few chances for Lacazette to get him behind. And yeah, like I said, the booking from Gallagher on another day, if he connects fully with him, that could be we could be looking at a red card and we might be in serious trouble at 2-0 going into half time. So yeah, I have to mark him down for that. Holding, we gave him a seven. I think he was very solid at the back. He started off the the goal, his lovely switch of play to to set Tierney off, and he was relatively untroubled at the back. Same for Mari, give him a seven. Aerially, he was heading everything away, he looked very dominant. There was the one time when when Phillips got in behind him, but apart from that, couldn't have asked any more from him. Kieran Tierney, man of the match, had to give him a 9 out of 10. I think it actually took him about 10, 15 minutes or so to really get in the game, but uh, once he did, he was magnificent. He was a constant threat, an outlet down the left. He was, he was putting so many crosses into the box. Like I said, his goal was superb. And he, and he also got an assist for Lacazette's second goal. So, very good from him. Danny Ceballos, I was debating between giving him a six or a seven. I, I'm i in a good mood, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my man a seven. I like the way he was trying to be protagonistic. He was trying to play a few balls over the top, particularly in the first half. And there was one in particular which he played to Saka, which was the one where Bamiyang eventually missed from the from Saka's cross. So, yeah, I liked what Sabias was doing on the ball. He was always just looking to progress the ball, move it forwards. Very nice from him. Granite Xhaka, I also give him a seven. I thought he was nice and tidy in there. To be fair, I didn't really notice him too much. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing in, in this case. He just kept things ticking over. He's very nice and steady. Yeah, man, I can ask for more from him. Bakayo Saka, I have to give him an 8. I think he deserved this goal. He got on the end of a lovely team move. He followed the run of Smith Rowe. He was unlucky not to get an assist for himself with the amount of chances he created in the first 15-20 minutes for Bamiang. He was what I liked about him, particularly playing on the right, was the fact that he's very direct. He can he's comfortable going both on the inside and on the outside of his fullback. I love to see that. He just he does the fundamentals and the basics very well, which is something I want to see from the, from guys like Pepe because they really frustrate me. And yeah, he caused the Daro problems all night before he came off with 20 minutes to go. So it's a lovely performance from Bakayo Starboy. Emil Smith-Rowe, I was very unsure what to give him because I think it was very good. Maybe I'm doing a dis- maybe I'm doing him a disservice by only giving him a 7. Maybe I should give him an 8 because I thought... Um, very good work to assist Saka's goal, ghosting away from Sawyer's. He made a great run off the ball for it. His energy and movement all game was good. I like the fact that he's very comfortable operating in those pockets, in those half spaces. And yeah, man, the impact. I don't think I don't think my man's been amazing, like Kevin De Bruyne levels, but you can see the difference he's made to this team. His presence, just having a natural 10 in that position, you can see um the difference it's made. 
Like we're able to come up with more passing combinations, the triangles. We have someone that's comfortable operating between the lines and breaking the lines. Like, yeah, I'm just very happy with the way Smithrow is playing. But can he can he keep it up? Can he stay fit? That's something we've always had um are concerned with over him. So yeah. Aubameyang, I have to give my man a five. I'm really sorry. He wasn't good in this game. I think he was unfortunate not to be in the score sheet. I don't think he's as bad as people were saying, but he is definitely our worst player in that respect. He should have scored from Saka's cross. I think I think the misses were getting to him, particularly in the second half when he missed the one from... Uh, he was unfortunate. I think it was from uh, Lacazette's shot, which came out to him, and he didn't really have much time to react. He looked like he was too concerned with scoring as, a, as opposed to just doing his bit for the team and his body language. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit it's a bit um, tough. So, yeah, didn't really like that from him. Like I said, I'll give an eight. I think um, he licked the play well. He was very industrious. Of course, he got the brace in the second half. He probably should have scored in the first half when his shot was straight at Johnston, but that's the only blot on his record for the game. I thought he had a very good game and four goals in three games. Like I said, like many people in this team, can he be consistent? Can he be a consistent goal scorer for this club? Because he never has been, really and truly. As for the subs, Maitland Niles came on for Bellerin only in the second half. I give him a I give him a five because I, I don't think he was really tested too tough. Uh, William, I think uh, he was. Uh, I mean, he was decent when he came on. Actually, I didn't want him to come on, but I thought he was decent. I thought he was lively. Again, just like Saka, he was causing our O'Shea problems. I give him a six out of ten. Willock didn't really see too much of him. I thought he could have done better with the opportunities he had. I give him a five. And yeah, people, my overall overarching thoughts on the game. It's good to see us win the third game on the spin. Can we continue this positive run and keep on winning games? We've got some. Uh, Winnable fixtures coming ahead. Of course, we've got Newcastle and the FA Cup, which I'll talk about later on. We've got Palace and Newcastle at home in the Premier League afterwards. So, yeah, this is a chance to start really gaining momentum before we go into a more difficult patch of games again. We've got Southampton, Manchester United, Aston Villa and Wolves all on the spin afterwards. So we need to pick up more points and uh, try and get ourselves closer to the top four again. But, yeah... I think Arteta, I've been critical of him and there was a point where I was really starting to doubt him, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, he's fully won me back and everything, but everything, the things I was asking for, the things that I wanted to see from him, I wanted to see him keep it simple, not overcomplicate things and uh, just learn from his mistakes. And it seems like finally, maybe the penny has finally dropped for him. And he deserves credit for switching it up. He's trusting in the youth. He's, it seems like the team have more clarity over what they're doing. It seems like he's giving them more freedom to express themselves in the final third. I feel like um, our movement on and off the ball is much better. I like the way... I like the ideas. I don't think the execution is always there, but I like the bravery. I like the bravery that was shown on the ball now as opposed to before. People want to play it forwards. Of course, when we get into another difficult patch of form, will that will that will we be seeing those same things? I don't know because this team can be very hot and cold. But for now, I hope it continues. And yeah, yeah, this is more like it. Will the board see what Arteta is trying to do and back the man properly? We've heard them rumours of guys like Awa, Buendia, Brandt all coming in. But um, listen, 
if the board want us to be serious and want us to do anything serious this um this for the rest of the season, they need to back my man and just um get him some plays. We need to get the um, the shit ones out. We need to get um the ones that are not in the future plans out. We've already started to do that, which I, I can't even lie, I can't even give you credit for that because should have done that in the summer, really and truly. But yeah, I, I have nothing um Nothing else really to say about this game. I'm very happy with the way we performed, but we can't get carried away. We're only 11th. We're still in the bottom half of the table. We're still um, six points off top four, and it's not all rosy in the garden. The sun isn't suddenly shining. The birds are not chirping all of a sudden just because we've won three games. We need to we need to remember the situation we are. These three wins do not negate anything that's happened in the past. But yeah, Arteta. If he continues to learn from his mistakes and start implementing these little things, then yeah, we can get somewhere. If we can see more performances like this, then I'm I'm willing to have my mind change. I'm willing to go back on Arteta Hive and all of that. We need to start proclaiming my man as the savior and all of them things. So yeah, man, let's get into some uh let's get into some transfer news. All right, so on to some transfer news. And there's, there's been, well, in the typical Arsenal fashion during the transfer window, loads of rumours swirling around about guys that we're getting rid of, guys that we're potentially signing. And I guess we'll start off with the Emi Buendia of Norwich. Now, there were rumours from the Telegraph and Independent that Norwich actually want £40 million to let him go in January, which I find absolutely absurd. Like, don't get me wrong, I rate Wendy. Like, I've even written an underrated talents on him once. That was one of my first underrated talents, him and Jamal Lewis. I did them as like a little duo. But um, I think whilst he's a good creator and I like his um, abilities, I think he's um, I think he's comfortable playing through the middle and also out on the wing. I thought he's got, I think he's got um, a good engine, even though he's not the most athletic. I think, I think he's capable. If he um uh, improves his um defensive awareness of playing as an interior in the free, if he works on that, but forty million for my man, no way, I'm not paying that. Must be crazy. Like if it was twenty twenty five million, then I'd be on that. And we've heard r- reports that maybe we want to send uh Willock or Nelson the other way, potentially on a loan basis. But yeah, whilst. The other thing, the only the other issues I have with Bendia is that I don't think he will ever be at that elite level now. Now, of course, I'm I'd be more than happy to be proved wrong, but I don't see him ever reaching that elite creme de la creme or top level. I don't see him reaching that really and truly. If I'm being brutally honest, I don't see him reaching that level. I think he'll be good to get us back to being a top four contender, top four regular, and them them sort of things, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, it depends how the club see it, really and truly. If they think that um, we're at such a low level now that we need those sort of guys in order, in order to propel us back in the right direction, then fair play. You do you, but I'm not on spending big money on Wendy. And the same for Union Brent, to be honest. I like him, but I'm not on spending insane money like Dortmund would probably try to get out of us. Like We've heard that they won a €25 million Euro well, they've, they've put a €25 million Euro price tag on his head. I personally think they'll ask for more because we know how uh, Michael Zork likes to negotiate with teams, especially English teams, the way they shook down United. Well, they tried to shake down United for Jadon Sancho. 
So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes in. I don't know who will come in, honestly. I don't know who will come in. If I had to bet right now who's going to come to Arsenal, my money would probably be on Union Brand, if I'm being honest, because I think Norwich will just be move bare stingy, bare stush. I think they'll just make it as difficult as possible. I don't even think they'll want to take the likes of Nelson and Willock on loan. So I think um, eventually we'll dead it off, maybe just go to Dortmund, slap 25 M's on Brent and uh, leave it at that, really and truly. So, yeah, it's, um, our seems to have cooled down. I haven't really heard anything on that. Um, I guess I'll go into some outgoings. We know that, um, obviously... William Saliba has gone on loan to OJC Nice and story time this week will actually be the first edition of hashtag Saliba Watch. So yeah, I guess we'll get on that for um, a few story times, depending on how that resonates with you, man. But uh, yeah, that'll be the first, that'll be story time for today. Well, assuming he plays. Or if not, we'll just go more into depth about Saliba and uh, what I thought about him in the under-23s if he doesn't play for Nice. But yeah, he's gone to OJC Nice on loan. I'm very happy that we've got this wrapped up very early on in the window. So he's got uh, enough time to settle into Nice, start playing games. He's in the squad to face Brest tonight as I'm recording. Uh, yeah, I just want to see how he gets on. Of course, I'm not expecting him to set the world alight there because he hasn't really played too tough in like... Um, almost a year basically so yeah if he can play well there we'll reassess how things will pan out for him in the summer really and truly that's all we can hope for now other outgoings Matt Macy is um, going to be going to Hibernian in the Scottish Premier League now I'm not sure whether this is a loan or a permanent deal I'd imagine it's probably a permanent deal and in that case Surely we're getting a goalkeeper. Surely we're getting a homegrown goalkeeper at that too because Runison has been pants, really and truly. The guy's dead, bro. He's dead food, blood. He's so shit. Like, get... I'm not even saying selling, but please, I do not want to see this guy representing my club ever again. He's absolutely horrendous. Like, he should be playing in League 1, League 2 with them sort of guys. So please, 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 please get another goalkeeper in this window, Arsenal. Yeah, other guys, um, Socrates has been linked with Genoa and uh, Fenerbahce. Now, apparently Genoa are the front runners at the moment, according to Di Marzio, but uh, Fenerbahce are trying to make him a lucrative offer. We'll see how that progresses. Meza Ozil has also been linked to Fenerbahce and also DC United in the MLS. Now, DC United are offering a very... Um, tantalizing and and um, lucrative package for him which will not just include obviously the high wages being the poster boy of the club they're also offering him uh, the chance to um, be in collaboration like joint ventures with some of his business ventures like his his coffee line I think it's like 39 something I, don't, I can't remember what it's called they, they're planning to have that at uh, their stadium of course, being in America will raise his uh, global awareness again. He can appeal to more people. So, yeah, it, it makes sense for Meza. I don't know if he'll leave in January or if he'll just ride it out, take the loyalty bonus from Arsenal and then move there in the summer. But either way, it's good to see that this situation could be coming to a resolution sooner rather than later. Other guys that could be leaving, we've got, well, obviously, Kolasinac is gone, so we don't need to talk about that anymore. Um... Callum Chambers has potentially could potentially leave in this window. We don't know. 
Nelson could go on loan, Willock could go on loan, and Ketia. There have been rumours that Wolves want him. Wolves want to sign him in a 15 to 20 million pound deal. Now, I don't know the legitimacy of these rumours, but if so, then I think it's a move that um, Eddie should definitely consider pursuing because um, he has to ask himself, is he ever going to be Arsenal's regular first choice striker? I can't lie, I don't think the answer is yes, really and truly. So I think you should consider making the move. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything more on the transfer front. So yeah, man, just going to get into the final part of this pod before we get into story time at the end. So yeah, people, Arsenal against Newcastle, FA Cup third round tie at home at the Emirates, Saturday, 5.30pm, live on BBC One. And we're out to defend our trophy up against the Newcastle side who have been in pretty poor form recently. I know they got the draw against Liverpool, but they haven't really been playing well, haven't been scoring too many goals this season under Steve Bruce. And yeah, we have to be confident going into this game, being at home, um... Newcastle have only ever won once at the Emirates, and that was a one-nil win in November 2010. We've only been eliminated once in the first in the third round of the last 20 years, I believe, and that was a 4-2 defeat away at Nottingham Forest in January 2018. Now, the last time the two sides faced each other at the Emirates, it was a 4-0 win for us back in February. Aubameyang scored, um, Lacazette scored, Özil scored, Pepe scored. It was a very good second half performance from Arsenal, and so, and we also have to bear in mind that we're playing each other again at the Emirates nine days after this. So it's sort of like a dress rehearsal for the Premier League game. But yeah, going into this game, I um I want us to play with the same sort of energy, commitment, purpose as we did against West Brom. Now, of course, um, Newcastle being the underdogs, we we can expect them to sit back. They'll try and look at what West Brom failed to do, and that was um, giving us too much time and space in the ball. So I can I'll imagine that Steve Bruce will have them compact, eleven men behind the ball, just trying to restrict the space, trying to stop us um, getting into too many one v one situations. So we need to find ways to try and stretch their back line and draw them out of position. We saw how Leicester did it in the second half after struggling in the first half in their in their two one win last weekend. Potentially, um, they may make some changes. I don't know if Dubravka will come back in after returning from injury. I know Kyle Darlow has been playing well, but maybe Brucey will um, use this game to get some Dubravka, some match fitness. And for me, in terms of uh, what I want to see from us, in terms of the way we set up, I just think uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. In terms of the formation and the system, but um, I think um, Arteta may make a few changes to the lineup, so especially given the lack of game time that man have had, so I'm gonna go with my predicted eleven. I think uh, Leno will stay in goal because Runison is absolutely Kalam um, right back. I'm gonna go with Cedric actually because I think I'm not sure if Bellerin picked up an injury away at West Brom, and I think he just might. Um, I haven't really seen Cedric at all this season, so I think he might give him a chance. I think David Luiz might come back in for this game too, so I'm going to go with him. Pablo Mari, I think, will keep his place. Uh, Tini will probably keep his place. Xhaka will keep his place. I'm going to go with Thomas Partey coming back in midfield now. He's back. 
he's back and fully fit. I think uh, ideally we want to get him an hour, 70 minutes and take him off. On the right, I'm going to go with uh, Nicola Pepe. Now, he hasn't had any action in the last two, last two, three games. And I think that's very telling as to where he is in the pecking order now. Now, we saw William coming on off the bench instead of him against West Rom. That's... Yeah, man, the writing's on the wall for my man. So, um, I think maybe use this game. I think what Arteta's been trying to do is maybe drop him as uh, to see what sort of reaction he would get out of Pepe. And maybe maybe this game could be used as a barometer to test whether he will get that desired reaction from Pepe, whether he'll have a, put in a good performance or not, which will be only be better for the team as a whole. In the 10, I'm going to go with Emil Smith-Rowe. I just want to keep him ticking over, give him some more game time. I think um, he's the only real natural 10 we've got in that position, so I'll keep him there. On the left, I'm going to bring back uh, in uh, Gabby Martinelli, who uh, didn't play against West Brom, got uh, dropped after the game against uh, Brighton. And up front, I'm going to go with uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now... Yeah, on current form, he doesn't really deserve to be starting the game, but I think he needs a goal, man. He really, really needs a goal. We really need to get him back amongst the goals sooner rather than later. So maybe this is an opportunity. I know this is going to be a difficult game with the way Newcastle are likely to set up against us, but maybe the fact is a cup tie could open it up. Maybe Newcastle will be a bit more adventurous. So the same way West Brom tried to be, and they've got more quality. They've got the likes of... Um, well, see, Maximum won't be available, but Almiron, Andy Carroll can cause us problems off the bench. Callum Wilson has caused us problems in the past. Um, Jacob Murphy is coming to the team. Uh, Shelby, of course, we know the way he can pick out a pass. Who am I thinking of? Jamal Lewis, they've got in their team. Cher, Clark. Yeah, man, there's... They've got a couple of decent players, but they're very poor side and we need to put them to the sword. We need to get the job done. No questions asked. Don't make the game harder than it needs to be. We don't want to be taking this game to, to fucking extra time or penalties or any of that nonsense. So just get the job done, Arsenal. Get through to the next round and then we can start focusing on Palace and Newcastle. And I guess... Um, I don't know when I want to record the next edition of the Copod, of the no, not the Copod, of N Five Vibes. It might actually be two coming out next week. I might actually release two editions. I might um uh, put one out on Tuesday, which would be previewing well, reviewing the Newcastle game and also previewing the Palace game, which is on Thursday, and then we'll have the normal Friday edition of the of the of N Five Vibes after that, which is reviewing the Palace game and then previewing the the second Newcastle game, which will be the following Monday. So I guess that's how we'll handle it. But yeah, man, I want to see us play the same way we did with the same sort of uh, intensity as we did away at West Brom. I want to see us be confident. Um, I don't know how many changes Newcastle are likely to make. I don't know. If I'm going to check who's who's injured and who's, uh, who's fit for them, if they've had any COVID cases or anything like that. Uh, Newcastle injury news. So, on transfer mark, who's available for them? So, yeah, right now it's literally just um, Lascelles and um, Lascelles and uh, St. Maximin. I don't know if uh, Lascelles will come back in for this game to get some uh, match fitness. But, yeah, like, for us, 
I think there's reasons for us to just play the same team as we did it away at West Brom because, like I said, if they broke, don't fix it. But at the same time, I think there's players that I could do with some game time. Haven't been lacking some recently. And we've also got the two games in quick succession afterwards. So, I don't know how Arteta will play. I don't know what he'll do, really and truly. This is why he's a manager and I'm sitting at home recording this pod for you people. But, yeah, man. I don't know if I have anything much more to say about the game, really and truly. Of course, um, this is a competition that I want us to take seriously because, um, like, like we all know, we're struggling in the league. Um, we're struggling in the league and there's a chance we might not be in Europe next season via our league position. So if worse comes to worse, let's go. Let's do well in the FA Cup again and try and win it again. And like uh, It was a safety net for us last season. Winning it goes into Europa League. So I want us to try and do that again as a safety net again. Ideally, I want us to push for top four. I don't think we're going to get top four, but push for top four, try win, try win little Europa League. And yeah, man, I just want us to be fucking serious, really and truly. So yeah, I think, yeah, man, I'm not going to bore you. I'm not going to waste any of your of your time. So that's the main part of the pod done, people. So I hope you've enjoyed all of this. And yeah, before we get into the outro, let's go on to story time, which which should be something on William Saliba. All right, so as promised, story time marks the beginning of hashtag Saliba Watch. Now, of course, like I mentioned earlier on in the pod, he's joined OJC Nice on loan until the, until the end of the season. No buy option or anything like that. And fair play to Nice, they threw him straight into the, into the starting lineup after just one training session, I believe. He started, uh, well, yesterday, um, as I'm recording this, in their 2-0 defeat away at Brest. Now, I have to say, Nice are poor, poor side. I've watched them a couple of times in the Europa League and also when they were up against Dijon. When I was watching Jonathan Panzer, I have to say, I haven't been impressed at all with Nice watching them this season. It's not a surprise that Vieira got sacked with the way they were moving. And in this game, they were calamitous once again in the first half. They made two... The two goals they conceded were just basic sloppy errors. The first one, defence all at sea, sleeping. Um, they get caught out. I think it was uh, Steve Mounier that scores after a rebound. And the second one, the second goal, was an absolute disaster. It must have been... I think it was... Was it Insaki? Or Latomba? No, it was Latomba. That, that, he tries to pass it back to Benitez, but it doesn't It doesn't uh, go far enough. Um, Onura gets on it. Before Benitez does, he rounds the keeper. He puts in the back then It's 2-0 inside half an hour. Nice have it all to do, and just had no answer, really. As for our boy Willow, I thought, considering he hasn't played in... In the best part of like 10 months, well, in terms of senior football, you know, I'm not really going to count the EFL trophy or the Papa John's trophy, as you want to call it. Considering he hadn't played in the best part of 10 months, I thought he was all right, man. Honestly, I thought he was actually okay. If he was decent on the ball, he got an early booking, but uh, he continued to be his normal self, bringing the ball out, um, winning his duels. He's a very competent passer of the ball. He likes to progress play. 
he's comfortable in 1v1 situations. And we saw all of that because um, Nice were up against it for most of the second half as Brest hit them on the counter, defending their 2-0 lead. And yeah, for debut, yeah, listen, they lost the game, but can't really blame Saliba considering he's quite rusty, hasn't played in 10 months. Yeah, I think he really held his own in as part of the back three. He was playing in the middle alongside Nsoki and... What's this guy's name? I cannot pronounce this guy's name. His name is Flavius Daniluk. That's his name. It's a bit of a madness. I don't know where he's from, but... Yeah, this is a very poor niece side, I have to say. I look at the lights. I look at the quality they have in their team. Obviously, Saliba's playing. They have Walter Benitez, Morgan Schneiderlin, who United and Everton fans will be well aware of, and Southampton fans too. Yusuf Atal for you, Ultimate Team players. Jeff Rene Adelaide for the fellow Gooners out here. Our former lad, Amin Guiri, former Leon player. Ronnie Lopez for the Manchester City faithful listening. But yeah, man, it's a poor, poor Nice side. I don't rate them at all. And it's no surprise that they're languishing in mid-table at the moment. In fact, I don't even know if they've dropped at all. Yeah, they've dropped to 13th now. They're now just uh, three points above Saint-Étienne, who are in 14th. And yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tough time for Saliba out in Nice. But in some ways, being at a lesser side will will help him because obviously you're going to be his his um his deficiencies are probably going to be exposed a lot more same things i've been saying with jonathan panzo he's been making mistakes but he's been learning from them that's something i want to see from saliba i want to see the three c's confidence competence and consistency that's what i want to see from saliba in these next few months out in league uh well back in league uh, should i say and yeah, nothing else really to report from this game. Breast to Nice nil. Breast march on forwards. Nice, that's another defeat for them to take on the chin. Their seventh defeat of the season. And yeah, yeah, that's all from me. That's all from me with this story time. That's all from me with the pod, really and truly. Shout out to Tommy for making me the graphics, the new graphics, which you'll see now on the icon wherever it should be so i'm very grateful to him for that and yeah i hope you've enjoyed this uh, second episode of m of m55 i'll be back again on monday or tuesday to preview the crystal palace game look back at the newcastle game and then we'll have we'll go back to our normal friday slot of n5 vibes to preview to preview the second Newcastle game and review the Palace game. So, yeah, that's all from me, people. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Follow me on socials at Ian Henry on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Community Guard Official. I've got some articles coming out very, very soon. And, yeah, that's all from me. I'm out. Peace. Make a boy lay down on my celly, leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli, join out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli, he was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady, sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique.
Bot with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T's. Stuck in a box, got a job complete.